Discussing Minute 35, I am Cliff from PredatorMinute.com. And I am Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And wrapping up the week with us, made it all five days, is Sam Fenwick. Fenwick Friday. Fenwick Friday, I love it. (laughs) It's going to be hard to replicate this every Friday, so we might have to come up with a new theme for next Friday. But if not... Well, we're creative. I think we might come up with something. It might take us a few more weeks, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this particular minute... On this Friday, we see the Predator checking things out and yeah. playing some of the sounds that he's heard. And it ends with Hawkins sort of looking around in the jungle. But mostly, it's just Poncho. Predator. I thought it was Poncho. Poncho. you're yeah. right. Yeah. But, uh, so this is this is where we get to, to meet the Predator, so to speak. Uh, That's the, first the time. sequel yes. starring Ben Stiller. <laughs> meet the Predator. I thought it was a dating TV show. Yes. <laughs> it's, to, it's to catch a Predator, but first you have to meet him. That's the full name of that show. Meeting a predator that you later on will catch. Yes. It, I don't know. Okay, yep. Sounds like a great movie. Let's make it. <laughs> Just the title alone draws people in. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's okay. It draws people in. Anyway, so uh, what's what's uh, uh, interesting about this sh- uh, this minute, I, I think, it, it draws attention to two capabilities the predator has, which have already kind of been established in the, in the previous minute, but... Uh, first of all, we know he's got heat vision. We we knew that, but we're it's really confirmed this time by the end of the scene, where for some reason we see a scorpion go cold in his hand. Uh, also, we get a sense for the predator's mimicking ability because right here it's establishing that he is in fact he has in fact recorded uh, things said by Mac and Dylan uh, and the the Billy laugh, mm-hmm. and now he's trying to perfect these things. Yeah. Uh, he's playing them over and over again and trying to match it. And we hear like feeble attempts at first. And then later we hear it get better and better. And then, of course, we have him picking up a scorpion which off the ground, which is warm. And I think we, we kind of discussed this. And maybe the scorpion was warm uh, uh, because it was... From being nestled into yeah, Dylan's shoulder. Yeah, to like Dylan's shoulder. Yeah, like a little pet. He was, he was sitting there like, oh, I'm such a happy scorpion. I love this man. Who's lending me his shoulder? And then Woody Allen plays a scorpion, and your and then Max stabs thing. him. And is <laughs> no, if Woody Allen played it. it, it oh, what were you doing, Jerry Lewis? What was no, that? I was just doing some random just little scorpion, scorpion voice. voice. Yeah, oh, that's classic how, scorpion sc- voice. Classic, <laughs> classic scorpion voice. You know, if, if, yeah, if, I'm here nestled it, in the shoulder. <laughs> if I if I were doing Woody Allen, there, there'd be some reference to glasses or you oh, know, yeah, sure. I can't see. Ah, okay, so but. Um, <laughs> Anyways, so the scorpion, we see the predator's hand. We get that dramatic mu- music. No yeah. crab face. And no crab face, but the, pr- the predator has little claws. You know, he's got little mm-hmm. claws. And then he picks up the, the scorpion, is holding it. And the scorpion goes cold in his very red, like, heat vision hands. Yeah, and makes the University of Texas symbol. Yes, University of Texas. Uh, I don't think Shane Black had anything to do. With no, he, he went to college at UCLA. They're mm. Bruins, and that thing does not look like a bear. No, no. But he's from Pittsburgh, I think you he said. He is from Pittsburgh. It doesn't look like a Steeler. Steeler. I think it's no. like three stars or something. 
Oh, I think that's. Or is it just reference to steel? Com- is it just yeah, that's that's the actually three the, those, those the three those three little diamonds. Are, is it just a reference to steel? Are, yeah, that's the symbol. That's the old symbol for steel. Oh, fun yeah. fact Friday. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Fun Friday. fact. Friday. Fenwick Friday. Yeah, fun <laughs> fact. Fenwick Friday, and also scorpions are arachnids, so that goes along with our Spider Face Friday theme. There you go. Um. Yeah, my notes are very light. There's not much that happens here. I wrote DJ Predator for the same reason that you were mentioning because he just remix. seemed to. Yeah. yeah, he was just taking samples and playing them back. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> Over here. Yeah. 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 And he kind of looks like he's in the club all the time from the way he looks at things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he does like playing the clips at specific moments. Like when he sees the dead scorpion, that's what he decides to hear anytime. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's their version of music for all we know. Yeah. Um, and plus, is that a scorpion that he's holding? Is that a scorpion or is that a face hugger? I have to wonder. Oh, so maybe they are trying to bring the universes together early on. It could also be, as we posited, that he feels more sympathy, empathy, more of a connection to the scorpion than he does to the humans. Perhaps they more closely relate to his physiology, maybe even one of his Maybe. biological relatives. Uh, they might have the same type of mandibles. I don't know. Well, then that's going to really tick him off that he just saw them kill that little That guy. might be what sets him off on his murderous rampage. Ah. Like, you know, maybe his mother was crushed by a velvet slipper and he's out to seek revenge. Uh, well, how, how, do you, how do you resolve such a conflict? But, oh, you mean a <laughs> generational conflict? Blood... Wars, yeah, you know, Hatfields and McCoys here. These 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 deployed soldiers, just you know, representing America, just sure. came in and, and killed Bowling my China shop killed here. my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's... thought nothing of the arachnids they were destroying. Yeah, yeah. Dehumanize them even. Yeah. <laughs> it took away that <laughs> scorpion's them. Oh my, took away Jeez. that scorpion's humanity altogether. Uh, <laughs> no, but. <laughs> The scorpion had dreams. In all seriousness. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, that's where terrorism comes from. It had from. dreams. It was, it was uh, oh God, I'm, tra- I'm, I'm drawing a blank for scorpion songs right now. Gosh darn it. Uh, like, <laughs> is it on the wind of change? Winds of change. The scorpion yeah. was just waiting for the winds of change. There you go. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> we had to get a scorpion's reference in. This podcast brought to you by Electra Records. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea if that who represents the scorpions. Maybe we get the scorpions <laughs> on as a guest. Good thing we didn't put them in this minute. Ah, uh, yeah, they would have been a little upset by the loss of life in one of their, their own. Uh, mascots. Or I I um, actually went to a school that the scorpion was the mascot of. We were the scorpions. What? Oh, I thought Bloomingdale. No, we we're bulls. Oh, Burns. Uh, no, they're Bruins. Oh, shout out what to Shane. This? Oh, uh, what was the yeah. school that you went to where the scorpions were the thing? Brandon Academy. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. The private scorpions. school. He went to private school. Yeah, so if there's any, <laughs> if there ends up being any talk about crew, I'll be able to jump in immediately. <laughs> or lacrosse, right? Yeah, proper placement of the silverware. I've got us all covered. Uh, at this point, I'm just completely baffled. I just found out that dogs can break their dicks, and I'm still shook from this whole week of this broke dick dog. And now we're being introduced to a uh, first-person point of view of an alien species that sees and hears things in different ways, which is quite disorienting. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the purpose. You know, I, 
when I was when I was a kid and I saw this for the first time, I it, it was something that a, a sticking point in my mind. Like, how could this predator be so awesome? But he can barely see like right. the trees around him. Can't see the trees for the forest. Yeah, huh? <laughs> seriously. How is he jumping from tree to tree? And plus, he's got this terrible like sound in his in his ears all the time like Brah! and then you can hear his heartbeat it's like it's like basically <laughs> a lot two, of foley work you're doing there's, it, yeah it? there's like two hearts going on there is this guy like a time lord or he's something he's a doctor <laughs> yeah he's a time lord he, more crossover yeah there you go there Dude, you go um who has doctor who that might also be dark horse i've got to look that one up i'm not sure but oh, it's possible sweet. to bring on there i think i've mentioned earlier in the podcast that there was a in the comics a Alien Predator Terminator crossover because all of those properties were run by the same or wow. were licensed to the same comic book shop. So we need to check with Doctor Who because Doctor Who, the ultimate uh, 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 um, conflict resolutionist, right? <laughs> I mean, doesn't use destroys you guys are conjugating the shit out of conflict resolution. <laughs> yes, <laughs> destroys destroys entire civilizations and worlds out of convenience to save humanity once again without using a single weapon. Um, that's that's pretty much Doctor Who's mo, right? To be fair, often they're pulling some shady shit that they shouldn't be pulling. Right, but he manages. You know, maybe maybe just don't be dicks. Maybe just like leave each other alone. Yeah, he lets them destroy themselves, and, and he's the ultimate at, at, at uh, conflict resolution, isn't he? Well, I think no, the card is. I don't think I don't. I mean, like different iterations of him have been. Wait, how do we get on Doctor Who? I don't right, know. This is From... a Doctor Who minute. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But if it were, it would be the episode that Neil Gaiman wrote, who also is famous for writing many comics, to uh, bring it all sort of back somewhat. I want to. I just brought it up because I want to see how Doctor Who handles aliens and predators. But you know, they seem very unreasonable. Especially, you know, predators. They just want to hunt. I mean, that's... if he can have seasons and seasons of dealing with the Daleks, and still at the end of the day, you know, c- come to terms with, uh, you know, the the the. That culture. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he, he could get through to Predators. Maybe. But what about... Maybe even aliens. But aliens, mm, they're, they're just killing one. machines. Hive mind. No, no, no. Yeah. You just haven't figured, oh. out how to, you haven't figured out how to communicate the with them. You haven't figured out what motivates them. You don't know what's, you don't know what's oh, going on. Oh, the Borg. Ooh, they're closest but, in relating to yeah. Borg and that they're hive mind, basically at the whim of a queen. Ah, yeah. And uh, as we... as Well, since this is Predator Minute and not sure. uh, Alien Covenant... Minute, <laughs> but we do find out in Alien Covenant (spoiler alert) that they're very <laughs> hostile towards animals, but nothing else, which is interesting. It's like wait, isn't they're that, a bioweapon? I thought I that yeah, I was just gonna say like yeah. they, they they just kind of manipulate. Anyway, they yeah. manip- they just become whatever animal. Uh, so how would they the doctor handle bioweapons, and how would Dutch and his team handle bioweapons such as the? I will never know because they're only going up against a predator. Right. And uh, but the predator seems to have some tech. The predator uh, is ahead of them on in technology. Hand. Yep, definitely ahead of them in technology. Uh, we haven't seen the predator discharge a weapon yet. No, we don't know the capabilities right now. We don't technically know that he's invisible yet. The fact that we couldn't spot him in the trees later on signifies that that's because he was using his cloaking device. But right. Since he's not actually shown in that minute it's very tough to tell that he's invisible sam even said while watching it for the first time like what is he supposed to be invisible and was shocked to find out that that is actually (laughs) yeah yeah no and this is this is thing it's like why are we looking into the trees there's nothing there and when when i was a kid first seeing this i was like what's going on but he's clearly in the trees 
So yeah, this is really the first hint that we get that he's freaking invisible. And it was you mentioned seeing it for the first time as you were a kid. And we talk about this a lot, Sam, in this podcast is that we talk about our first impression. So it's very interesting having him here because I noted yeah. that when you were watching this, this is the first time you found it to be like scary or freaky from just the, watching it from the Predator's point of view. I think you said something like, guys, this is really scary or this is really freaky. Yeah. Which, you know, it's hard for me to remember my first impressions of it. I, I think like you, I kind of thought it was cool. But yeah, as I got older, I started thinking like, this seems like more of an impediment than a help. Like everything's yep. crazy to look at. It's hard to see branches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you're used to seeing it that way right. and that's how you see it, especially if like, I don't know, I'm a... I'm a is, you're assuming that he's kind of... We're anthropomorphizing like, the predator, I guess. Uh, right? I don't know. Like, he might experience senses Ants and bees, you know, way. they see they yeah. see things in completely different fractals than we do. You right. know, like the way, the way but, his but they process it, but they process yeah. it, right? Yeah. So, you know, we don't... Just because that's how we process what he sees doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's going to be, like, disarming to him. Yeah. Yeah. The, phenomenal, the phenomenology of being the predator is probably much different than... Uh, what we're seeing on the and film, like if maybe, that's a thing. Maybe we're just looking at it like myopically. Maybe you know, you just put a little pair of glasses through, on yeah, and make it see better. Through a glass, through a glass darkly. <laughs> As I, the Bible is one of the prequels of Predator. <coughs> oh yeah, you think you think so? Like they're through a mirror darkly. It's our, it's your translation. Go ahead. What's that? That's from. New Testament, so that would be originally. Hmm. We are all over the place. Greece. We are, but <laughs> but you know, but this is this yeah, is Friday though. We've you know we've because, had a couple predator themed cocktails. Yeah, in, in a sense, for Sam, this is like you know, first contact, you know, with with the That's with a the film. alien. Well, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're 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 going for it, but um, <laughs> but yeah, this this is this is the first time you're exposed to this alien being. Mm -hmm. So usually you don't want to say expose and predator in the same sentence. <laughs> yes, so I'm glad you yes. said alien. Beast. Yes, you're, you're right. Shoot. Different Chris Hansen show altogether. So, so yeah. So your impressions on this are it, it really does like it, at least it reminds me of my first impressions on the whole thing. So yeah, it's been quite valuable, especially in these minutes where we first are introduced to the predator. Yeah. Um, so we yeah definitely want to thank you for coming on, and as we always do, we invite our guests to talk about anything that they've got going on any of their own projects uh, when we had Lee and his friend on they wanted to talk about uh, depression awareness for soldiers that have gone through things PTSD. that would give them PTSD thought that was pretty interesting and powerful message anything that yeah. you've got going on anything you want to talk about um I have a nonprofit. <laughs> that's right I'll put the uh I can put a link to it in the show notes, but you talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, uh, it's Kentrico, uh, and it basically it means the hub in Greek. Uh, when I was finished with grad school, I went over and uh, was working in refugee camps and with grassroots organizations in Greece. And uh, we realized that there was an incredibly decentralized response to the refugee crisis. And so Kentrico seeks to support volunteers uh, in order to allow them to use all of their financial resources and uh, media platforms <coughs> to highlight issues in the ongoing refugee crisis. Um, it's fascinating how many people uh, just tune out, but once one of their friends or relatives or anybody they know really goes over there, uh, all of a sudden they're paying attention. Uh, they start donating. Um, and when that person comes back, uh, they're forever changed and you know they've they've worked with these people they've uh, sat with them they've heard their stories and uh, it, it it just has a 
a very powerful way of changing a lot of perceptions. So um, we intend to continue to highlight these issues and uh, basically just create a response in the constantly shifting landscape of the crisis and create a flexible, results-oriented, adaptable response uh, through creating a hostel uh, for people to stay, workspace, um, doing needs assessments, uh, sending people out on assignment and debriefing them, and then sending them home to their countries where they come from uh, to work on policy change in those countries. So it's just a multi-pronged approach to something that is not going to go away and it's only going to worsen as climate change creates more climate refugees. So. Yay, I'm so much fun at parties. <laughs> well, you can be fun at parties by learning about Aaron's new drink. I know that's a quick 180 to go from that, but I did promise. Tatooine Sunset? Yes, yeah, so you go to Tatooine Sunset. I was trying to think of that, like a Predator theme. Uh, since or maybe a Hoth Sunset, but I mean, it, we're going back to Star Wars. Um, yeah, well, it's a sort of, it's a Predator. It blue. Predator I'm calling vision. it the Broke Dick Dog. A Broke Dick Dog, yeah. Oh, God, no, don't yeah. call it that. Well, because I wouldn't wish this drink on my worst enemy. It's But if you want to make it at home and enjoy what... Aaron is having while you're listening to this. It's uh, about a shot of tequila, shot of tequila. rocks glass, rocks glass, ice, shot of tequila, blue curacao, blue curacao, and orange juice. juice, and orange juice. Yeah, God, yeah, broke dick dog is the best name for that. <laughs> yeah. The broke dick dog. There you I, go. I, like I feel like my time here has been so well spent. <laughs> <laughs> From refugee crisis to broke dick dogs, yeah. we have you covered. <laughs> My here memoir, you named it. That's right. Yeah, I don't even know if I need to segue at this point. I think, <laughs> I think we could have just gone straight with uh, your catchphrase, but we would love to see you next week. We start to finally see some predator action, I believe. Next yeah, week, this is where the movie starts. <laughs> yeah, we've been establishing characters, and now we are going to get into the central conflict which will need to be resolved starting next week and we would love to see you then monday on the predator minute until then <laughs>